Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Women only want hot guys. Wait. Women only want rich guys. No. Wait. Women only want funny guys. No. Don't worry, guys. I'm not actually having a stroke. What I'm doing is actually paraphrasing the comments that appear in my YouTube feed, especially of late, where guys are trying to tell me women only want the one thing. Unfortunately, they can't all agree on what that one thing is. But if you've been watching my videos for any amount of time, you'll probably not be surprised to, to hear that I believe that women actually tend to want a whole host of different things from men. And what that is tends to vary from woman to woman. Uh, however, there is, and there are a number of things that women do want in a man. And one of the things that, that crop up over and over and over again that I think are one of the biggest things, the most commonly desired things in a man that never gets talked about is empowerment. So what exactly is empowerment? And more importantly, how can you become more empowered? Keep watching this video to find out. When most people think of the word empowered, they tend to think of someone who is imbued with power. That is someone who has a lot of power. And so that leads to a, a form of thinking which is, well, right now I'm poor and I live in my parents' basement, so I'm not empowered because I have no power. But down the line, when I have lots of money and a really good job, I will be empowered because I will have power. But that's not what empowerment really is. At its heart, empowerment is a mindset that doesn't require you to have a lot of pre-existing external power. So how would I describe empowerment? Well, empowerment is, it's a mindset. It's a way of moving through the world, a world that's imperfect, a world that's often unfair and cruel and unjust, a world that will get the better of you from time to time, no matter how perfect you are. But it's also a world that is beautiful. It is also a world that can be just. It is also a world that rewards those who work hard. And a lot of this depends on where you put your focus. And really, this is at the core of empowerment. Because empowerment is, is having the, the ability to focus on the things you can control instead of getting carried away with all the things you can't. So a perfect example for myself would be 12 years ago when I was made redundant from my really high-paying office job. And I was a good employee. There was no reason to fire me. It was just due to bad management, and I got the brunt end of that deal. And so I could have sat there and, and dwelled about how unfair it was that I got fired, how on earth I was going to find another job like that paid as well as this one and cover the costs of my fees and, and my loan repayments and all kinds of things. I could dwell on that or I could ask myself, how could this actually be the most positive thing that's ever happened to me? How can this be the best thing that happened? So I sat and I thought, well, I've had this idea in my head for a long time that I've always wanted to help men who struggled in their dating lives. I've wanted to do it for a long time. I've been closely involved in the community for a long time. This is the universe telling me now is my opportunity to do this. And the rest is history. School of Attraction was born. It became the biggest dating company in Australia, was hugely successful, still running well to this day. And that is empowerment. But that actually isn't the hardest thing about becoming empowered. One of the hardest parts about becoming empowered is learning to take responsibility without accepting blame. So imagine for a second that you're dating a girl and you found out that she's been cheating on you and breaks up with you. 
Obviously, well, I hope, obviously, you realize that you don't deserve that. There's probably nothing you did that means you deserved for her to cheat on you, right? That is, that's the blame. That's not your blame to take. However, there is always ways that you can take responsibility. So what was happening in that relationship? What were you doing? What was the role that you played that led to things getting to that place? Well, maybe you were trying to be the nice guy and constantly do everything for her and look after her every whim and need. And at a certain point, she got turned off and disinterested in you and wanted to find someone who would, who would treat her a bit more roughly. Perhaps, on the other side of things, perhaps right from the beginning of the relationship, you allowed her to disrespect you in many, many little ways. And over time, she lost all respect for you as a man. And so it was nothing for her to go and disrespect you by sleeping with another guy. Could be that or it could be a million other things, but every single time there was a role you played, even though it didn't mean you deserved the outcome. And that really, that's the hardest part about being empowered. You see, for a lot of us, when negative things happen in our environment, we feel disenfranchised, we feel disempowered, we feel like there was nothing we could do, there was a lack of control, and sense of control is really important for humans to feel happy. And so when we feel a massive lack of control in our environment, we can swing one of two ways. So what happens in the beginning often when we start to feel a lack of control is we start to feel depressed. We start to feel down about ourselves. We start to feel powerless, like there's nothing that we can do. At a certain point, that powerlessness can be so strong. And if we aren't empowered individuals, what happens is we can swing really far the other way. What does that look like? That looks like a person who is so deathly afraid of, of, of being a victim at any point that they, they swing so far the other way that it's like, F you world, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do what I want and I don't care what anyone else thinks. And they become a bulldozer, an emotional bulldozer, deathly afraid at all times of being disempowered. So what does this look like? So a great example of this could be World War II. At the end of World War I, Germany was in tatters. Germany had a, a horrific uh, set of sanctions set against it both financially and, and, and uh, its military. And basically, Germany just couldn't recover. It, was, it had to make repayments to other countries. The whole nation was incredibly disempowered. They felt like there was nothing that they could do. And so what they started to do is they started to blame, right? They started to blame and blame and blame everyone. It was everybody's fault but their own. There was no responsibility taken at all. So the European nations were blamed. <laughs> Right. Um, and more important, the Jews were blamed. Right. Once the Nazi party started to come into favor, the reason it came to favor was because they represented a, a potential of empowerment by blaming everyone else and then saying, F you world, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Right. That's where the Nazi party started to get into control. You look at people like Hitler. This wasn't someone who is empowered. This was someone who has power. Right, who earned power, but it's someone who is throughout their lives deathly afraid of ever being a victim ever again. Right, and you get this massive swing the wrong way where they just they they do crazy things. I mean, no one would think that World War Two, Germany's role in World War Two was healthy. It was a healthy reaction to what had happened, but it was a reaction to try to gain power, to gain power when there was no sense of empowerment. The feminist party is something many of the men watching can relate to a little bit better. In the 70s, the feminist party were doing the strong swing because women were feeling disempowered. And so what they were trying to do was make plays for power rather than to be empowered. So you had a whole bunch of women starting to say, you know, women, let's not date men anymore. We don't need men. We can have artificial insemination. And, you know, don't date guys, castrate young boys because violence is all the fault of men. You start to get a lot of this really heavy swing uh, 
action trying to gain power. And in fact, much of the feminist movement these days is also about trying to gain power for women rather than empowerment. And what you'll see actually is that, is that these days as more and more women feel empowered, that you'll notice that the membership rates of the feminist party are dropping and dropping and dropping because women don't need power because they are empowered. The last example I'll give is something that I'm sure is going to create controversy here, but that's the MGTOW movement. The men going their own way movement is a perfect example of a bunch of men who have been hurt, who realize they're in an imperfect world. No one agree. I won't disagree. I, I, I think that the divorce courts are horribly unfair. Child custody is horribly unfair. I mean, there are a lot of things that are unfair against men. I, I won't argue about that at all. I agree 100%. But the reaction to that is the typical power swing built around feeling disempowered and built around feeling scared of ever being a victim again. So you have this whole movement of men who said, you know what? Screw this. I'm never dating women again. The hell with women. Women are the root of all evil. I'm going to go my own way and I'm not going to have anything to do with y'all. If y'all go home. That's the super swing in the other direction. That's not the healthy space to be. Why? Because when, when you live in that space, you can't be vulnerable with people. You can't be vulnerable with women. You can't engage in healthy, happy relationships, and they do exist. But because you're so frightened of being powerless, you get stuck in that space. That isn't sexy to women. Now, yes, power is an attractive feature to women, but to be disempowered isn't. And, and to be powerful or to be empowered are different things. To have power, you need to work hard at something to gain that power. But to be empowered, you can be poor, living at home, have nothing good going for you, and you can still be an empowered man. And an empowered man will always, always develop a better lifestyle for himself over time. So why am I so sure that women love empowered men? Well, actually, you don't have to look very far to realize that our culture is obsessed with men who are empowered, right? Just have a look at every romance novel ever written. Are any of the men in any of these romance novels victims? Do they feel like victims or are they empowered? It doesn't matter whether they're poor or whether they're rich or whether something horrible has happened to them. These men are empowered, right? Every single time. And if you have a look at our TV and our pop culture, okay, who are the men that we love? As men, which men do we love, right? We love empowered men. We love our Rockies and our Jason Bournes and our James Bonds. Right? Things don't always go well for these people. In fact, ah, uh, Rocky had it all bad. He was, the, he was the guy who was at the bottom of the stack and had to fight his way to the top. We love that because the truth is that we, we aspire to be empowered, every single one of us. And, and we need to realize there's a difference between having power and being empowered because having power in itself doesn't make you happy. Feeling empowered can gain you power as well, but feeling empowered, having an empowered mindset is a way to be happy and actually be attractive to women without having to have anything external change in your life. So how can you start moving towards becoming more empowered? Well, I mean, there's two steps, really. The first one is learning to take negative events that happen and reframe them, right? By focusing on what is good about this. So something bad happens and your ex leaves you. What is good about this? Well, I, my ex has left me, which means I'm free to date again. It means I'm free to work on myself and be selfish for a while. Maybe it means you get to focus on your career. Maybe it means you, right? You're starting to focus, ask yourself these questions. What is great about this? Even though it hurts, even though it's painful, right? You lost your job, what's great? I have the freedom to, to start a new company. I have this freedom to find a better job with better people, right? Focus on what's positive. The second step, that's harder. Because in the second step, what you need to do is how am I responsible? Not how did I deserve this, but how am I responsible for this occurring? So for many of the men here watching, 
right? This is going to be a lot of this could well be about women. So in an example, let's say your ex-wife left you and she sued you for a whole bunch of money. You don't deserve that. It's your money. You worked for it. But how are you responsible? So you could look back and you could say, well, for the last year of our marriage, maybe if I hadn't have made her feel worthless and useless, like a useless lump in the relationship that never contributed, if I didn't make her constantly feel that way, she wouldn't feel so vehemently like she had to go to the law to legally prove the point that she was, she was valuable in the relationship. Or maybe it was the kind of relationship where you always sacrificed for her. That's just what you did, right? You would always give up the things you wanted to do and love doing for her to be happy. And if you do this over and over again, you set a precedent. And so when she breaks up with you, it's like, well, duh, of course he's going to give up lots of his money for me. That's just what we did in this relationship. It sounds silly. It sounds crazy. But these are the things that lead to these kind of outcomes more often than not. Now, sometimes you'll say, but Damien, there's nothing that I did. I am a... Asian guy in Australia, I'm an Indian guy in Australia, and you know what, there's just a cultural bias against Indian men, or against Asian guys, so there's nothing I can do, there's nothing that I can, that's not actually true, okay, you may, there may be nothing that you can do responsible wise, right, there's nothing in the history you could have done because you are, you can't change your skin color, it's not a result of any action you've taken, but there's always something you can do, and you need to remember that, so if you are, for example, a minority in your in a culture that doesn't like that minority as much. And a lot of that has to do with something that's called breaking stereotype. I've written a couple of videos about that. You can go ahead and check my video feed if you want to learn about breaking stereotype. But that's a really powerful way to, to change your results with women if you've got this kind of a situation. So yes, there are situations where there is nothing you can do to do with something genetic, to do with stuff that, that you had nothing to do. But you can always ask yourself, how can I do better? How can I still be successful in spite of this thing that's working against me? It's always about focusing on the things you can control rather than the things you can't. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.